everyone, and welcome back to another episode of PA from PA, the podcast where Parker and Andrew discuss a randomly generated word. We're so excited to be back because this time we will be discussing the longest word by word count that we, or by letter count rather, that we have ever had, and that is identification. Identification. Mm. That's six syllables, I think. Identification. Yes, six. Six syllables. Six. Previously, we've only had, what, two? Probably no more than three for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't even remember what the words that we've talked about have been. Cabinet. Oh, that's a three. Yeah. A three. Um, Scrape. Yeah, somehow making that one syllable into <laughs> five. Sounds like a scrape. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Andrew, mm-hmm. maybe this can kind of help us get the blood flowing, but what I really liked about our last episode is that we looked up the definition of our word, That'd and then good. we even treated it a little bit like a spelling bee. We kind of looked into like language of origin and stuff, so I feel like maybe a good way to enter into this one, get the juices flowing, would be to really dive into the history of mm. identification. Yeah, give me the give me the test. All right, I'm gonna fake type it. <laughs> yeah, so I there remember. You go. Awesome. So let's start with the definition first of identification. Mm-hmm. The action or process of identifying someone or something, or the fact of being identified. Wow, <laughs> that's a very lengthy they definition. They identify a lot in that definition. They did, uh, which is really the key to the definition of identification. It's so wordy too. The there's so many ors. The action or process of identifying someone or something, or the fact of being identified. Which uh, dictionary is this? Uh, the Great Dictionary of Google. Ooh. Which I don't know what they pull from, but oh, it's from Oxford. Oxford. So, yeah. Mm. So, uh, there's some more kind of sub definitions under it. So we also have a means of proving a person's identity, especially in the form of official papers. A person's sense of identity within someone or something, or the association or linking of one thing with another. Wow, that's a lot. That is definitely a lot. It's a jam-packed word. So, um, so the language of origin of identification. Yeah, would you like to guess the language of origin? Yeah. So, let's look at the word. We we see the word dent in there, which is usually something we use for teeth. So maybe I this guess. is something from a very teeth-heavy culture. <laughs> Are there certain uh, cultures that have more teeth than well, others? The English British culture not so teeth-heavy. They have famously bad. Uh, dentistry. Got you. Got you. Uh, Americans are pretty. We lo- we like the the clean white teeth, but we haven't created our own language really, so uh, that's not an option. That's fair. Now the the end of the word cation reminds mm-hmm. me of the word vacation. It does. And where would I like to go on vacation? Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh Italy. Let's say Italian. They're a very teeth-heavy culture in Italy. Yes, they're very <laughs> okay. teeth-heavy. Uh, wrong. <laughs> uh, I'll give you not, one more not guess. Not surprised. Um, hmm. It's probably something more ancient. More ancient than Italy. Okay. Uh, so let's go Greek. <sighs> so close. It's medieval Latin. Whoa. Yeah. It comes from the medieval Latin word... 
identificare, which I'm probably mispronouncing, but that's phonetically how it sounds. So probably like identificare or something. Mm. Um, and then the root of that, identificat, which means identified, merged at some point with the English word identity in the mid-17th century to form identification. Interesting. So essentially, it always had something to do with identity. I don't know what word like it, it links to. Like sometimes it's like you know the root word identicare, which mm. means to see deeply into. Like there's no there's no teeth connection. <laughs> there's definitely no teeth connection. Okay. No. As far as I know. Gotcha. So, yeah. So that's and lastly, of course, would you like to try to spell identification, Mister? Eighth grade, yes, of champion course. of spelling of bees. Course. Identification. I, D, E, N, T, I, F, I, C, A, T, I, O, N. Boom. Identification. Yeah, you got it. Nice. Identification. That's that's great. Um, yeah. So that that's a little bit of history on identification now. Um, not related to teeth, not related to Italy, except for the fact that there's Latin involved. I'm sure that was in Italy at some point, but you know, you yeah, get probably. The idea. probably no cation in vacation. No. See, originally I thought you were going to go with like, where would I want to go on vacation to get my teeth done? Oh. Which would that change from Italy or would you want to uh, go somewhere else? I don't think I would go on vacation to get my teeth done. If you had to though. If I had to travel <laughs> outside of the United States to get my teeth done. <laughs> yes. I don't. I maybe Italy. I, I feel like they're all fine. <laughs> Dentistry has probably reached a pretty <laughs> plateaued level across the world. You would hope. <laughs> yeah, you would you hope. Oh uh, wow! So identification, huh? Identification. It's a lot to talk about here. There's... What's yeah? What 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 is your identity? What makes you yourself? Freaking philosophical. <sighs> going straight into philosophy again. So um, identification is to like. It's something that you, that you use to tell other people what you are, right? Yeah, let's go back to the definition really quickly. Um, at least that first one. So it's basically the process of identifying mm -hmm. someone or something. Which, again, they use the word identify. Um, so it's kind of, you know. But similar words they have here. Things such as recognition, singling out naming distinguishing mm. location finding so almost as so what if, sets you apart from others true true i was even thinking with things like recognition and like finding almost like discovering who someone is even you know interesting although i, I do see what you if we're talking about identity by itself then like yeah maybe what sets you apart because your identity should be unique apart from anyone else or anything yes. else so, yeah. There's no one else that is you. So you could say that identification is the process almost of recognizing the uniqueness of an individual and who that person actually is. Interesting. Boom. So you can, you can go about this a few different ways. You can identify them by the card that they have in their wallet mm -hmm. or by actually getting to know that person and then figuring out what is different about this person from the other people that I've encountered. True. That is one way of identifying someone. Yeah, if you want to do like the the long and intentional loving way, you yeah. can do that. Or if you want to do the easy way, you could just ask for their driver's license. I might just ask for the driver's license. 
Yeah. Like, whenever I meet someone, I'd be like, you know, you seem like a nice person and all, but um, can you just give me your driver's license really quick? Yeah, then, I, I just want to make sure that you haven't been lying to me about your name. <laughs> and, and right there, all the important information, right? Such as name, height, hair color, eye color, birthday. Yeah, age. You know, you, you get it all right there. Actually, <laughs> obviously I'm being like tongue-in-cheek here, so I'm not serious about this. <laughs> but, like, that made me think that wouldn't it be an interesting custom whenever you meet someone for the first time if you exchanged driver's license because right there they do have a lot of like basic information so you almost kind of get like a quick like cheat sheet on the person before you like you really start like speaking with them yeah, so like true. oh your birthday is this day oh you're this tall i mean i guess that helps the conversation i don't know but you know maybe it even has like where they're from on there you know so that, that is true you know and it mean? also shows you like how does this person do under a picture taking situation See, because my ID does not show me in a great light. I look pretty, pretty high, to be honest, on my, on my ID picture. But I got like one eye half closed. I feel like it's a lot of people, though. Like, I don't know if that's a true test of your ability to have pictures of you taken. Because a lot of times they're like, all right, are you ready? Three, two, one, boom. And it's there. And you don't really have like a chance to like prepare yourself. You know? but it really separates like the truly photogenic people. Oh, true. Are ready at all times. Oh, true. Yeah. So if if there if your ID huh. picture looks amazing, yeah, you are legitimately a photogenic person. It, it really would say a lot about a person, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. There's only there's only a few in the world. There's that people are, are you that have to ready. go hunting for. I honestly I don't look at my driver's license picture that often, uh, just because I don't really have to look at my driver's and, license. You know, like, you, you know who you are. You, uh, know, you don't have to keep checking. Exactly. I don't have yeah. to. <laughs> it's like every now and again, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> let's see who I am. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. Just remembering. <laughs> Some days be like that, you know. But um, yeah, so I, I don't really remember. But I feel like the one I have now doesn't look that bad. All I can't right. remember exactly when I took it. It could have been all the way from high school, honestly. It could also... Honestly, it was probably my senior year of high school. You still have that picture? I might. I don't remember. You did get a new one at 21? No, it hasn't expired yet, really? so I just never got a new one. No way. Yeah, actually, that's a good question. I should look at when my license expires. Wow, look at this. Look at this podcast go. Yeah, let's it's just helping just me announce it to the world. Stay on top of my my responsibilities. Yeah, uh, so we're we're gonna let you know what Parker's uh, driver's license expiration number is, as well as the number itself of his driver's license. Yes. Uh, Social Security isn't on the license, but we can throw that guy in there too. Sure. Yeah. sure. No, I guess it's probably also why it's not a custom to exchange license when you meet someone because it's like private information there's a lot of private information on there that could really be useful to try and like uh, steal someone's identity so probably yeah, not for the is, best have you ever had your identity stolen i've not i've definitely had my card information hijacked oh um, that's happened to me multiple times really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um that's not necessarily my identity remember somebody yeah somebody once found out my uh Chipotle user <laughs> name and password <laughs> and went on there and stole my gift card. <laughs> somebody somebody in like California and I, I got an email that was like, oh, your order will be right up. I'm like, I didn't order anything from Chipotle. Yeah. And I looked and it was like, delivering to San Jose, California. I'm like, what? I've never, I've never been there. <laughs> that's, that's a new low. So I would change my Chipotle password. That's a new low. That, like, somebody is that skilled in electronics and all that stuff 
that they would just hack some random person's <laughs> Chipotle like, account. I, I hope this guy has a gift card on his account right now. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a new low right there. Like, how dare you? I think you? of, like, the amount of work it would take to figure out, like, all these passwords and find the people that have gift cards on their accounts. Like, you might as well just go work an hour. Like, the, the minimum wage will pay for your Chipotle. <laughs> you just go work an hour at any hourly job. Sure, sure. Honestly... Not only did they like rob you of money, they stole your joy of experiencing Chipotle. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, that's I'm still traumatized. That's I have not mm-hmm. uh, brought this to court yet, but you better believe when I get more information about the people who have perpetrated me, I will demand satisfaction from them. So you can get a warrant for their arrest. I will absolutely get a warrant for their arrest. <laughs> once this you, is, it's an arrest-worthy crime. Once you identification them. Yes, after see, I identification See how I worked them. in the word there kind of seamlessly? Yeah, we're yeah. trying to like, create more cohesion between episodes. It's all the same universe. I thought about ID, not necessarily the word ID, but there's a television channel called IDTV. It stands for Investigation Discovery. <laughs> And if you've ever seen those shows like Dateline or anything like that where you have a narrator that talks something like this kind of mysteriously (laughs) and they're like interviewing people about a crime that happened and somebody got murdered and they're trying to like put the pieces together and there's like reenactments and they're showing like photos of the crime scene and like the person who was killed and stuff. Those kind of shows, IDTV is all those kinds of shows. Nice. And um, a certain relative of mine, I won't necessarily make it known. Um, may, maybe You're not going to identify them? I'm not. Maybe they want to be anonymous. I don't know if they just want this information out there for whoever listens to the podcast. But a relative of mine does watch that channel a lot. Um, and so sometimes I have watched that channel with them a good bit. Okay. Like in my own free time. And I've seen a lot of murder mysteries and a lot of cases been solved. Are these the shows with like the terrible CG reenactments of of crimes? No. Or they like hire actors to reenact them? They'll either hire actors to reenact certain scenes or it'll solely just be like pictures of the loved one smiling or them with family intermittent with like pictures of the crime scene and like where they were and like maybe like some like b-roll video of like the oh, hotel gotcha. they were in and stuff like that they like the picture of like the the family the, yeah. the dad like killed somebody and then yeah. the picture like goes from bright to desaturated really yeah fast and it's like, <laughs> kind of stuff like that yeah there's one show on there called i almost got away with it i don't know if you've heard about it oh that's the worst it's the yes. worst situation to be in. Exactly. So it's called I Almost Got Away With It. And it's all about they interview convicts, basically. So people like in prison right now who at one point were also in prison and they escaped. And they interview them and just kind of go over like how wait, they wait, escaped. Wait, wait. So these people have escaped from prison. Yes. Did they ever go back into prison? Or? They did. That's the almost Oh, okay. Part. Oh, so they yeah. almost got away with escaping yeah. from prison, not so, the other crime. Exactly. These are, well... I guess it's not always escaping from prison. Sometimes it's also like they committed a crime they weren't caught. But typically, I find that it seems to be somebody who's already in prison. So usually it's somebody in prison, and they've committed some crime. They're in prison now for a long time. They decide that they're going to escape. And so it's like them in an interview like explaining like how they did it, how they got out, like the close calls that almost happened. Usually they get out in the real world, 
And most of the time, they start living like a normal life for like years, honestly. For like there, years? there's one that I remember that was like maybe like 10, 15 years. This guy's just like living oh my under a new name. He's been working at this restaurant for like 15 years, has a girlfriend, everything. But the thing is, is that typically they can't really help themselves and they don't necessarily commit like another crime, but like they're really into drugs or like... Which is a crime. Exactly, <laughs> which is a crime, yeah. Or, you know, they... Maybe it's like some act of like violence against someone in their life now or something like that. And, of course, that causes the police to come for that crime and then they ID mm. them, see? They ID them at the station and figure out that this is an escaped felon. Is it a fingerprint ID or... I mean, they, they, they ID them somehow, yeah. Okay. But what's crazy though is that sometimes there's like so many close calls though. Like there'll be moments where like maybe they have like a taillight out and like mm. a cop will come and like, you know, tell them that their taillight is out but like they won't like run them through the system. Or yeah. there was one time where they brought somebody in for something. So they're literally in the police station. They were going to ID them, like run them through the system. They did run them through the system, but there was some glitch or something and they didn't know that they had escaped and they just let them walk. What? So like crazy stuff like that. But of course, as the show alludes to, I almost got uh, yeah. away with it. They usually always get caught and they're back and that's why they're giving these interviews. And they, they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the meddling kids. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of akin to Scooby-Doo. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's, that's the kind of things when I thought of when I heard id um just because of all the crime shows that i've watched with this relative so no if if scooby-doo had like fingerprints and dna testing like mm. identification equipment yeah all of their crimes could be solved so much easier because they just, they just mm. have to look like oh there was this this ghost yeah appearance and they did a search around they find some fingerprints and they're like this person uh shouldn't be here why why are they why are their prints all over the place and they're like, oh, you got a ghost co- costume in your closet? That That's <laughs> suspicious. I, I mean, a lot of times they're in a costume, though, so would they leave fingerprints? I feel yeah. like they would They would leave something. Hair, uh, fingernail bits. Like, there's there's some sort of residue left from the, from the person being there. You know, it is kind of true that their mode of catching criminals is kind of ineffective. It's just, I, I'm going to ca- catch you in the act. Right, right. Yeah, it always boils down to they try and try to find clues. They kind of do, but it really doesn't lead anywhere. There's just kind of like confusing items that they find. And it's always like the, the bad guy is just being dumb. Exactly. And then they end up just deciding on, hey, let's set up this trap so that we can just catch the <laughs> yeah. guy. Just set just yeah. Scooby and Shaggy out on the, the dark abandoned road. And exactly. let the monster come try and scare him. <laughs> and then after the fact, the clues didn't necessarily even lead him to that person. They realize who it is, and they're like, oh, all these clues like, make oh, sense shoot. now. It's, yeah. It's like, I should have known when I saw the mustache comb it was like the that it was the one guy with the mustache. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Or it was the, the lady that we didn't expect that is doing this because it's ruining her garden or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're always like super petty about yeah, it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never anything like... Like money laundering, or like they really want to like buy their own island, or like something like greedy or like they're, crazy. They're never ambitious. Yeah, it's like I really want to spite some people. Yeah, yeah. It's like yo, somebody did this to me, and it really just rubbed me the wrong way. So I decided to terrorize an entire town, <laughs> entire town. by making them believe that there's a ghost or a monster running amok. Yeah, dress up in a Frankenstein costume. 
Honestly, that's just, like, a bad way of, like, coping with things. Like, imagine if every time, like, you became, like, really upset or frustrated by someone, you decided like to dress up like a monster. It's Frankenstein time. I gotta exactly. go. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I'm just so angry, I can't handle it. And you just go in your closet get the Frankenstein costume. <laughs> <laughs> and you start terrorizing people. It's like, what the heck? And also, like, in the, in the Scooby-Doo universe, this is a common occurrence. It really like is. A lot of people are dressing up as ghouls and scary monsters, scaring people because they've been wronged. It really leads you to believe that this is a normal way that people respond to issues in their life. <laughs> in the Scooby-Doo, the, the, real, the real solution to the Scooby-Doo problem is somebody needs to like, just start a therapy office. <laughs> like become, a, become a therapist, a licensed therapist, yeah. and be like... If you desire to dress up in a monster costume and scare people, <laughs> come see me. I will help you through your emotions. And then everything's solved. That's, yeah. That would be so much more effective. I think at the core of Scooby-Doo, it's just people that really just need to talk to somebody about their issues, you know? Yeah, and instead they put on a Frankenstein costume and they run around and hide in bushes. And sometimes it's, like, really elaborate. Like, <laughs> they one, have like crazy yeah crazy technology backing this <laughs> this prank one comes to mind i don't know if this is the movie or, or just an, an episode or what but they're like in scotland it was like the loch ness monster i don't know if you've seen that one i haven't but basically it was like this giant like mechanical loch ness monster suit that like some person was operating from the inside. It was like a submarine? Yeah, because... But, like, it actually, like, worked, like, as an actual Loch Ness Monster. Like, there were scenes <laughs> where, like, they were being chased by Nessie. Yeah. So, like, it, it wasn't just, like, a, a buoy in the in the ocean. It was, like, a literally, like, robot thing that they were controlling. <laughs> that is insane. And, like, I think it was because something about, like, there was, like, some festival or some something in the Scottish town that was, like, that, like, the person didn't like. Like, she was, like, a local, and she thought it was, like, ruining tradition or something like that. And so she decided... <laughs> To have a robot Loch Ness monster terrorize this town to drive everyone away so that they would oh all my gosh. leave. <laughs> like that's your that's your option. And also, this person has the ability to create a lifelike <laughs> exactly. Loch Ness monster robot. Yeah. At the very least, you can get a great job in, in movies. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or even just with anything. Yeah. There there were some episodes though where it actually was like a legit. Spooky it was an thing. actual monster. Yeah, I like, read that. That was the in the movie, like the, the live action, live action movie, which there I thought was a pretty real, good movie. real monsters. Yeah, they were real monsters in that movie. I think of Cyber Chase. Wasn't the, wasn't he a real the little like digital guy? Wasn't he like a real thing, or was that somebody like pretending? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember either. I, I, don't, I don't think Cyber Chase has ended. What do you mean? Like I think it's been a show that's gone on forever. You're talking about the PBS show Cyber Chase? No, wasn't there a... Was there, is there a Scooby-Doo Cyber Chase? Yeah, wasn't it called Cyber Chase, or was it called something else? No, Cyber Chase is the show about, like, kid hackers. Scooby-Doo Cyber... Yeah, Cyber Chase. Yeah. Really? This is what... This. This one. Have you ever seen this one? No. Really? Yeah, it was called Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, and it was this electric dude, and they, like, went into, like video games and like tv shows and stuff like that and he like chased him around all that okay and i think he was like a legit he may not have been actually the more i think about it, i think it was just some dude controlling him the whole time that was like some sort of hologram or something yeah so maybe not but interesting yeah 
Cyber Chase. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Cyber Chase, the PBS Kids show that ran for 12 seasons. Really? About these kids hacking and uh, fighting the evil hacker. Interesting. Uh, who's this guy who looks kind of green? Oh, I remember evil. Cyber Chase. It's all coming back now. Dang. Yeah. When you yeah. said Cyber Chase, the PBS show, I was like, Cyber Chase, the PBS show. But it all came back now. Yeah. Cyber Chase. Yeah. Remember, it always came on a little bit too late in the morning. <laughs> so my parents were fully awake at that point and said, you need to get off the TV. Oh, man. So I never really got to be invested in the Cyber Chase experience. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely never watched it like religiously or like super a lot. But I remember when I was much younger, um, there was this lady that like babysat me and a couple of other uh kids like after like preschool or whatever um and cyber chase would always be on the tv and i wouldn't like always like sit down and just watch it but like the tv would be on and be like oh cyber chase so i remember that yeah fun facts you know so yeah cyber chase cyber chase so somehow we've stumbled upon that <laughs> we've done a lot of i think pbs kids did we, did we not talk about dragon tales on this we may have. Was that, was, that, was that a different conversation that we had? There may have been a different conversation. Dragon Tales. We can talk about Dragon Tales if you want. I don't know what I would say about Dragon Tales. The only thing I remember about Dragon Tales, for the most part, like episode, was that there was this one episode where they featured a cloud. It was like a personified cloud. Okay. And the cloud was teaching some of the dinosaurs how to whistle. And the goal was that the viewer at home would also learn how to learn whistle. how to whistle i remember this episode and it was not effective it was not effective because i tried everything that they taught me and i still couldn't whistle it, and i remember being so, so confusing frustrated they were basically like purse your lips together and blow out air and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> which is really not like, working i don't know how you teach somebody to whistle i don't know either i still you don't just, know how to whistle. gotta kind of find it exactly and yeah, just like a, kind of describing it to somebody as yeah. in put your lips together and blow air out. Mm-hmm. Not going to do the trick. I also remember speaking about TV shows that try to teach kids basic life skills. <laughs> like whistling. Like whistling, obviously a very basic life skill. Um, what was the name of the show? What was the name of the show? It was kind of a weird show. There was two live action people and the rest were puppets. Um, one of them, Sesame Street. no, 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 <laughs> no, no, one was like a girl with like pink hair. The other guy was like, had a, like a mustache. Oh. What was it called? Oh, what is that called? What is it called? <laughs> what is that? Um, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. That show. What is it called? <laughs> oh, it's super weird. Uh, oh, lazy town or something. Yeah. Yeah. Lazy yeah, town. Yeah, lazy town. Lazy town. Okay. Whew. So lazy town. They had an episode where it might have been one of the puppets was teaching one of the characters how to brush their teeth. Okay. And for some reason, the method they decided to teach for brushing your teeth was basically like on each roll of teeth, give it a good six brushes. <laughs> so it was six brushes. So like bottom right, one, two, three, four, five, six. Bottom left, one, two, three, four, five, six. Top, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then that's you're done. That's all you have to do. It's kind of at least what I got from it. I don't know if that's like really what they were teaching, but that's what I took from it at least. Six. So they're they're not saying like count to six. They're saying six distinct strokes of the brush. Yes. 
I mean, the row of your teeth. On all four rows of your teeth, yes. <laughs> and so I remember I put that into practice because, like, oh, Lazy Town wouldn't lie to me. You know, TV is, is trustworthy. <laughs> so I, I did that. I, I started that method. And apparently, I remember my dad somehow noticed that my, my dental health wasn't that great. <laughs> Going back to, to you know, DIN and, or the dent uh, in identification, back to his teeth. it comes back. Um, apparently, he's noticing that my dental health wasn't the best. And he was like, hey, are you brushing your teeth? And I was like, yeah. And I guess I was young enough that he was like, let me see you do it. <laughs> and I did the, the six times method. And he was like, why are you doing that? You're not really brushing your teeth. And I was like, what? <laughs> they lied to me? And so then he assured me that you should brush your teeth the normal way, multiple times, multiple brushes, all around every part of your teeth. Oh my gosh. Now, um, was, was the person learning to brush their teeth a puppet? I really can't remember. It might have been a puppet. Interesting. I, I can't remember, but I think it could have been, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> six, six exact strokes. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then repeat three more times. And that was it. Which sounds like maybe that's why I liked it. Because obviously my parents had taught me how to brush my teeth before then. But I think it sounded to me like a streamlined method. So you're talking like, what would that be math-wise? 40, or no, 24, like, brushes in your mouth and you're done. Like less than 24 seconds. Exactly. Totally. So, like, almost less than 24 seconds and, like, you could be done and out of there. Because apparently <laughs> as a kid I didn't like to brush my teeth. I, I guess it does. just took too long. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got TV to watch. I have TV. I have Lazy Town to watch. I have Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales to watch. Scooby Doo. All these things teaching me life lessons. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I mean, maybe they should have a TV show that teaches you that as a child, mm -hmm. you don't need to be so worried about time management. <laughs> True. You can you can ease up a little bit on that. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it was so much, yeah, yeah, time management as much as it was. I just hated the sensation of brushing my teeth, I guess. <laughs> you just didn't like the bristles on the, the yeah, teeth? Yeah, I, I was a very sensitive child, so, like, sensory-wise. I guess also emotionally. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're cutting deep now. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're going into some therapy sessions here. Um, again, sorry, sorry yeah, about we, we don't want you to turn into a monster. <laughs> yeah, I need to talk you, about you this. Frankenstein on. I need to talk about this or else I'm going to terrorize... A town with a monster costume um but i was very like sensory as a child so like really loud noises i would like cover my ears it'd be too loud um even like heat sometimes like if something was heated in the microwave for too long um like it would be like really sensitive like in my mouth um mm. and still to this day i find that there's certain things that like some people will just like be eating normally and then like i'll take a bite and it'll like burn my mouth so like i don't know if there's still something today mm. but um I also like really hated like the taste and sensation of like mint. Really, I would describe. I would tell my parents like it burns my mouth because like it does kind of like a burning sensation to a degree. Mint. Yeah. Um. And so like I used to like hate mint, and so you know we had some time of like you know bubblegum flavored toothpaste and stuff like that. But I guess at that point I was still on mint flavored toothpaste, and I just really didn't want to brush my teeth with it much longer than I had to. Yeah, so. gotta get the, the six. six <laughs> so I was like, hey, twenty four brushes. Out. Done. I'm out of here. Done. Like, wipe my hands. You know. There you go. So, I, re I always remember the bubblegum toothpaste being disgusting. Oh, I I totally loved it. I hate because it. it didn't burn my mouth, so I loved it. <laughs> this is just the grossest thing. Yeah. And like after you're done, 
it just doesn't feel fresh. Like it just, I can imagine. It's that. just kind of like there's still a residue in there. You know, I haven't really had bubblegum flavored toothpaste in a long time, so I can't really even remember it. Are you a paste or gel? Usually paste. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, what's even the difference? Well, the paste is the white, like, right? Toothpaste. Yeah. Gel is like blue or green, kind of translucent. So is it just like a texture thing, or like does it actually? Yeah, like, it's clean a texture. The oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like a gel would be weird at this point. Like I've done paste for so long that like if it doesn't have that pasty consistency, I'd be like, yeah. Oh. It's yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I don't want this to be substantial. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to rub gel on my teeth. I want to rub paste on my teeth. <laughs> Both sound absolutely disgusting. Honestly, paste sounds worse, but, you know. I don't want to rub paste on my teeth. <laughs> with six distinct strokes. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is kind of getting away from identification now. Even, <laughs> we've, but, we've left that far hey, in the past. what... What even is a paste? Because paste isn't just like glue. We think about it a lot because we think of like cut and paste. Yeah. But like, what actually is a paste? Yeah. What what consistency does it go from? Yeah. Paste to gel. Because you even have like tomato paste, so it has to do something with consistency. I think paste is definitely more watery than like a yogurt or a pudding. Yeah. Or a gel kind of consistency. Yeah. So maybe there's like a, a scale. It's almost like a, a thick gel, isn't it? You know? Paste? Yeah, it's like a thicker gel. I think gel is thicker than paste for sure. Well, it depends on what kind of gel you're talking about. Well... Uh, I'm talking about toothpaste gel. True. Well, I mean, even hair gel, I guess, would be thicker than like yeah. glue. Definitely thicker than, than glue for sure. So maybe it's like a, a thinner gel. Yeah, it's like a, it's a thinner consistency. Uh, yeah. I don't maybe even toothpaste is not quite the the same paste consistency it once was. Well, what what's a true paste then? Yeah, I think like Elmer's glue. That's a true paste. You it's think a true paste consistency? But I, I wouldn't say it's the same consistency as like a tomato paste, like a can of tomato paste, which I'm not super experienced with. But like I've seen. But I think before. that's more cons- that that is more consistently like Elmer's glue than like uh, like gel. I, I tried to, uh, you know, keep the wonder as long as we could. I tried to refrain from looking this up, but I just has to have to, I just have to Google this. We just have to find an answer. What is the definition of paste? The definition of paste. Here's a bonus word now. Yeah, right? watch. This is going to be the word that they give me <laughs> at the end of the episode. Die. So their definition for paste is a thick, soft, moist... <laughs> That's three what? adjectives. So so it has to be thick. <laughs> exactly. Has to be soft. Has to be moist. To and, be, and to thick be and soft paste. seem like a weird combo in my mind. But okay. so if it if it's paste, it has to be thick, soft, and moist. Substance typically produced by mixing dry ingredients with liquid. Okay. So. It's probably something where you take, yeah, a liquid and dry ingredient, you mix it together, and it makes a paste. It makes a paste. So that has to be soft So does moist. tomato paste come from first dehydrating the tomato and making it into tomato powder? I don't know. Mixing that with water. I mean, when I see tomato paste, I do kind of get the sensation of they, like, took tomatoes, they took either water or tomato juice, and just kind of, like, blended it all together. 
until it's like this weird like both like solid and liquidy thing mm-hmm. you know yeah because it's definitely a different consistency than salsa right which isn't a paste or a gel it's a whole different actually realm i would argue salsa might be a paste you think salsa is a paste if we're talking about chunky salsa with like that's not soft though is it though so i'm thinking of like a nice solid jar of like chunky salsa all right you have within there dry ingredients being mixed with a liquid okay it is probably thick because there's a lot of like bits of like tomato and peppers and stuff in there it's definitely moist I would argue that even the, the, like, peppers and, like, chunks that you have They're in there, softer. they get softer. Maybe it does. I would argue that so tomato is a paste. So, so what's the distinguishing quality between tomato paste and salsa? Just the, the lack of other ingredients? One is accepted by society and the other is not. <laughs> Which one's not accepted by society? <laughs> tomato paste is. That's why we call it a paste. We recognize that it's a paste. Oh, so it's accepted as a paste right. by society. Okay. <laughs> right. I thought you meant just <laughs> no. accepted on the dinner table by society. Well. I think both are equally accepted. Well, no, even in that case, salsa is more accepted on a dinner table. You're not just going to have a can of tomato well, paste. That, that is true. You're not going to dip stuff into tomato paste. Yeah. Tomato paste is more of a spreading on pizza thing. Right, right. So I would argue that salsa is a paste salsa is a paste okay that's her next t-shirt by salsa that it's a paste by this <laughs> warrant equals logic salsa equals paste, paste. <laughs> these are the hot takes you guys have signed up for aren't you glad now, you, yeah by this definition uh, is jello a paste or is it a different thing entirely because it's a mixture of a, of a dry and a liquid. Is it though? A solid, yeah. The, you get the powder and then you get the water. Well, you mix them together. It's see, it's definitely thick. Yes. It's definitely soft. Yes. I would say moist. Yes. I feel like you're really being a little loose here though with the idea of mixing solids with liquids. Because there's tons of things in powdered form that you mix with liquid to get a food. It's not necessarily a paste. You know what I mean? True, but it also meets the other three criteria. Well, so could anything else. Not not Kool-Aid. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to think of, like... What am I thinking of? Okay, let's think about Hamburger Helper. Okay. Something like that. Something like a box dinner, where you have sort of a powdery thing, and you have to mix it with the liquid together maybe with some pasta shells in there and stuff, and then you get a meal. That would also probably be, especially with Hamburger Helper, I cooked it a couple weeks ago, it was mediocre at best, but I had it. And so from first-hand experience, I know that it's thick, moist, and soft, and I also mixed a salt with a liquid, but I don't know if it would be a paste. So at that point, we had to decide what's the difference between a paste yeah. and a sauce. True. So I think Hamburger Helper would be more of a sauce that you put meat into. True. This, this but are all sauces paste? Maybe maybe this is one and the same. Right. What's the definition of a sauce? You want to look that up too? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think we need to get to the bottom of this. We really do. This mystery here. So let's define sauce now, according to Oxford via Google. They define sauce as thick liquid served with food, 
usually savory dishes. Oh, sorry, I misread that. <laughs> served with the food, the food usually being savory dishes, okay. to add moistness and flavor. So ironically, you still have the words thick and moist in this Just definition. Not soft. But exactly. But it's usually the thing with the sauce though is that yes it is thick, similar to a paste, but it's not necess- well, it's saying that it moistens the, the food. food. So it's not so as you're saying that its quality is moist as much as it so moistens. So sauce, it, it's firmly putting in the liquid category, whereas yeah. paste is bridging the gap between liquid and solid, exactly. which I think Jello definitely does. Unless would you argue that Jello is a solid? Oh wow! I I just read a new definition for for sauce for for paste. <laughs> Oh, for paste? As you were saying that, my eyes we're fell... thinking everything. My, my eyes this fell is from maybe, on... maybe Webster's now? No, this is still Oxford. I just didn't go that far down. Okay. So this is a verb now. This is an informal use of the word paste. And oh. there, I discovered this because it used it in a sentence, and this is where my eyes fell as you were just speaking. Okay. The sentence is, he pasted the guy and tied his ankles together. <laughs> what? <laughs> this use, what, is, what does that mean? This use of paste means to beat or defeat severely. <laughs> so if you paste someone, you've defeated them. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that so ever like, in my life. <laughs> next time, like your favorite sports team just like beats like the worst team in the league, you say that they pasted wow. them. The Chiefs really pasted the Bengals. They did. They just pasted them. Oh my god, that's insane! <laughs> wow. So yeah. So to answer your question, though. Um, to if I may bring it back to SpongeBob, there's an episode of SpongeBob. You can bring it back. We were never on. <laughs> well, previous episodes, I've <laughs> I've mentioned SpongeBob. So, as a whole, in our PACU, to bring it back to SpongeBob, there's an episode of SpongeBob where they're in this like weird crater of a thing, and okay. in this crater, they discover this weird substance that's not really a solid nor a liquid, and so they call it a law squid. Because it's kind of this weird in-between. And so I would argue that a paste, therefore, is that bridge between solid and liquid. It is the true and actual law squid. So not only does warrant <laughs> equal logic. Yeah. And what was the other one that we just came up with? Uh, um, salsa, salsa equals paste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but paste equals law squid. Yes. It is. And honestly, Jello being a paste didn't sit right with me at first, but the more that you talked about it, I mean, especially if we're calling salsa a paste, then I think I think definitely you could consider Jello a paste. But I think Jello now now that I'm hearing the argument, uh, no. I might twist it back. Okay. Jello might just straight up be a solid. Well. Like there's not there's not enough liquid to it. What's the what's the essence of a solid? Like, does it have to be completely impenetrable? It, it doesn't... No, I think it is that it doesn't conform to the container that, that it's put into. Like, it has its own structure, which Jello definitely does. Whereas something like yogurt, if you pour it in a bowl, is going to take the shape of the bowl. If you pour Jello into a bowl, it's just going to stay the same shape that it was. Yeah, so I would say settled Jello, once the Jello is set... Then it's a solid. It's a solid. But before it's actually set, it's still liquidy and taking the form of its container. So there's there's uh, Jello goes through a metamorphosis of right. sorts, just like water, starting like as a liquid, 
yeah. and going through all the phases up until solid. Yeah. So it meets the the sauce stage, the paste stage, and then eventually the solid stage. It's like the well-rounded form of all those things. Yes. Yeah. So we could even say that a what I guess you could say fifth state of matter because now people like to say plasma. You could say <laughs> solid, liquid, gas, plasma. plasma Paste. <laughs> paste. Paste is a separate state of matter. It's its own state of matter. Yeah, what what are the, so we've we've got tomatoes, we got salsa, we got yeah. uh glue. <laughs> it's a very broad category. <laughs> we've got uh, do you think what is lava a paste? I don't even know what lava is. <laughs> I, 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 I wanna say it's a liquid because it would take the form of whatever it's in if it's not burning it, you know? I guess that's true, but would lava probably you wouldn't describe as moist because there's no there's no room for I mean for water within that. I would never it's know burning. I've never touched lava before. I mean, could I be moist. Either. Really, I don't think a human being could ever know if if lava is moist. Oh, we'll never know. Yeah, we don't really know if it's soft either. We we could know oh, it's man. thick. These are important questions. Might be more of a sauce. These are the questions that I am going to ask God when I get to heaven. <laughs> is lava a paste? Is that going to be the first thing on your mind? <laughs> yeah. You see God. After this conversation, yeah. <laughs> the beatific vision, God, the desire, <laughs> the, the, the fulfillment of every desire of your heart, and you're just like, God, I need is lava a paste? <laughs> I, I need to know if I could have made the t-shirt <laughs> Can I make that said lava equals paste. <laughs> yeah. I can't correct. I can't lie to the people. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Hey, more wow. power to you, man. Wow, we've we've hit a lot of stuff. We really have. We we basically we've done two words. We basically done two words. This is a this is a two for one right here. Yeah, you're getting a free episode out of this fifteen dollar episode. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not only do you have the longest word that we've ever had, but then you add on paste. Back to the end of a good old episode of PA from PA, mm-hmm. which means we got one more task to complete. My favorite part. Get back on good old randomwordgenerator.com. Mm-hmm. And we will find what that next word is in three, two, one. Oil. Oil. Next <laughs> episode, we are diving deep. We're going oil deep oil deep like fracking just like fracking <laughs> we're talking about the industry the olive oils other things that have to do with oil black gold as some people like to say or olive oil being olive gold black and gold like the saints shout out louisiana yeah clearly we'll just yeah, just for, for, forget everything. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints. There you go. So that's what you got to look forward to. Maybe we'll talk about oil somewhere in there. But yeah, thank you once again for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>